0: following message is from Narrative Church, a Lutheran church located in Williamson County, Texas. For more information, go to www.narrative.church. We continue this morning with our readings that are smattered throughout the New Testament. So we'll start with Acts chapter 1 verse 8. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. From Ephesians 2, 8 through 10, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing, it is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. And finally, John three sixteen and 17, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So I, I kind of remember the first Christmas it hit me, and maybe all Christmases it hit me, and that was the uh, post-Christmas lull. I want you to transport yourself back to being a kid at Christmas and looking and saying, "When was that point during the day where the magic started to end?" Right? This is a real, real upper of a sermon today, but think back to when you were a kid and I, like one of my first memories was my parents got us the Micro Machines Millennium Falcon, Matt's in the back pumping his fist, but for two Star Wars raised kids like Matt and myself to get this Micro Machines Millennium Falcon and then have to take turns with it, like that was the worst was when you'd get a present and my sister, being the only daughter in the family, she got all her own presents. But Matt and I, mom and dad, you know, double down on, right? They could go, well, here's something they both can play with. Here's this beautiful Micro Machines Millennium Falcon, big piece, and Matt and I are taking turns very well. But it was kind of around lunchtime that I remember, well, this is cool, but like, we've kind of played with it now, right? Do you remember that toy where you got it in the morning and by the evening you were kind of like, well, that was fun. Consumerism Christmas. But as I was thinking about how we've walked the past month talking about unprecedented, you know, in this year where that word's been overused, but we talked about Advent as being unprecedented, that Jesus would come for us, and the way he did it was unprecedented. But for me, as I was thinking about it, I wanted us to end this month looking and saying, well, what about afterwards? What comes after this? Because Advent has all that fun Christmas magic anticipation. Like it involves fire, which is very exciting. And you get to light an Advent wreath. And it's, you know, you turn everything off in the house and it's the Advent wreath in your Christmas tree. And it's this fun thing, but there's no like after Christmas wreath. But in fact, the 12 days of Christmas are not the 12 days leading up to Christmas, they're the 12 days after Christmas. So what do we look at and say, well, what do we do now that we've gotten through this magical season again, even with everything going on around us? What do we do now? You know, the shininess has worn off a little bit once again. What I want to talk about is saying, God calls us to be an unprecedented church. And not just narrative church, but his church in the world. There's a great great quote um, by Martin Luther that basically says, if God was finished with you in solely your salvation, when you were baptized, you would be raptured to heaven. And I love this quote, Because in it, and him talking about baptism, he brings about the reason why this is such an unprecedented thing. Because in your baptism, there are a couple of things that have to be there. Water, the word, the spirit, you. But there also needs to be someone who's baptizing you. There needs to be someone there who is the person who has gone ahead of you in the faith who's welcoming you into the kingdom. And as we look at the church, this unprecedented idea of the baby who comes in the manger for us is that we get to stay behind and bring his message wherever we go. We get to walk out into the world and take that good news with us. We read in Acts, you will be my witnesses. And basically what what Jesus is doing as he says this to his disciples is he's drawing a target on Jerusalem as the center. And then he builds out and says, to the ends of the earth. The reason Narrative Church gets to sit here and via the interweb online today is because when Jesus said that to the apostles over 2,000 years ago, they took it seriously. And they said yes we will be your witnesses the reason we sit here in the wind and the wind chimes and every plane landing in georgetown this morning is because there were those who came before us who took seriously the calling to say you will be my witnesses but what i love about this is it's a give And a take. And that's why I I wanted us to look at Ephesians 2. Because Ephesians 2 8 starts off and says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, so that no one can boast. It's done. We talked about this a couple weeks ago. It's our identity, it is passive, it is given to us. We live in that truth that what Jesus has done for us is done. We don't have to earn it. But the joy we have is what continues then in verses 9 and 10, that we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works that he has set out before us. I don't know what 2021 holds, and honestly, I don't want to guess. Because right now, like, Someone guessed that 2020 would be bad, and they're in trouble with everyone. But I want to look at 2021 for us as a church, and I want to be thankful, first of all, that as we look at Narrative Church, we had a lot of adversity this year. Now, it wasn't the same level as adversity of some other people, some other churches, But I still remember the call from Refugia, the head custodian at Hopewell. On a Friday afternoon before spring break, she calls me and goes, Hey, Ted, I wanted to let you know they just sent down to us that no one is allowed on campus over spring break. If you need anything, come get it now. (laughs) Because we had all our storage up there. So I call Matt and I go, get ready, I'm coming. He's like, oh, I've got the car. I was like, great, bring it. We're going to go and pick stuff up. And we run into the school and pull out our shed and go, okay, this, not that. This, not that. This, not You know, and we go through everything. And by the grace of God, we had everything we needed. I remember calling Matt as it looked like lockdowns were coming, and I said, hey, we need to have a plan because I think this is coming for us. And we kind of put our heads together on the plan and then called Paul Krentz and said, Paul, what do you think? He goes, well, check with the brewery, see if they'd have us. I was like, great. So I called Andrew Rentschler, who is the head brewer and owner here, and he goes, oh yeah. And that oh yeah has transformed from what we thought was maybe two or three weeks to eight months moving between here and online as we've seen the pandemic grow. But I want to be thankful because y'all have stuck with it. We've encountered this all together. Through the ups, through the downs, through it all, we've been together here, we've been together online, and we've walked as the body of Christ forward. And as I look into 2021, and I say, if we are an unprecedented church, the church as a whole, a narrative church, I want us to look and say, what lessons have we learned from 2020 that we can look at 2021 with fresh eyes and say, where is God calling us? Where is he leading us? Because if God so loved the world that he sent his son for us, not to condemn the world, but to save it, what is he calling us to do in the new year? And our joy is the church The unprecedented joy we can have, once again, as the local body here and as the church as a whole, is that while that magical feeling of Christmas, that holiday season may start to wear off, the identity we receive from the baby who would go to the manger, to the cross, and rise again, never fades. And that is what is so unprecedented about following Jesus. Let's pray. Lord, lead us into a new year. Call us to follow you wherever we go. Lord, through all the challenges that this year has brought, we give you thanks that we've seen your mercy and your grace through it all. Lord, let us mourn the things that we need to mourn and let us find joy in the things that are joyous. Let us live in our identity that we are your children, an unprecedented identity. And let us be your witnesses to the world. In your son Jesus' name, amen.